0: What's happening, my friends? Glad you're here. Glad you are here for this episode because it's awesome. You're going to love it. Got my friend Tiffany Forrester on the show today. Tiffany's a graphic designer, going to tell you all about her in just a bit. But before I do, I want to tell you uh, you need to hit subscribe wherever you're at YouTube, uh, Apple, uh, Spotify, you know, wherever you're doing the thing. Uh, Hit hit subscribe and make sure you're following at MyFi Podcast on social media everywhere. Make sure you can follow me as well at Lee T. Baker. Uh, Would love to stay connected so you see all the stuff that MyFi's got going on. Uh, Also, I do a a newsletter each and every Monday called MyFi Monday. That's for creative people, creative leaders, creative organizations. Just talk about all things creative, share some people that I like to follow. I talk about some cool stuff I found, some of my favorite things, all that sort of stuff. It's every Monday, MyFi Monday. Uh, You can go to MyFiPodcast.com and scroll down or you can hit the link in any of the social profiles and find how to sign up for the MyFi Monday newsletter there as well. Uh, You can also check out a blog that I do once a month at MyFiCoaching.com. Just cool stuff for creative people this month. I talked about some ways to find inspiration and uh, we could all use that from time to time. So hopefully that'll be helpful to you as well. But for now, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. Another one. Another one. Uh, episode 45 with my friend Tiffany Forster. Tiffany is a graphic designer, visual artist. Uh, um, uh, what should I say? Illustrator. She does all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, she works uh, for HarperCollins Publishing in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, does all kinds of book covers for all sorts of crazy people. Um, she worked at Pace Magazine, which is a really reputable thing. Or for the, I guess for the firm. I don't know how this works. But she worked for the uh, art firm, media firm, graphic firm. We talk about it in the podcast. But she's done a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff based out of Nashville now. She's won all kinds of awards. She's all kinds of accomplished. Uh, you need to follow her at TiffanyGF88 on social media. Uh, I'll link that up in the show profile. Uh, tiffanyforester.com is her website. Uh, that'll also be in the notes uh, here for the show. And there's a special surprise that I'm linking up in the show notes that we talk about uh, during this episode. Uh, as well. So without any further ado, uh, let's get into the episode with my friend Tiffany Forrester. Tiffany, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing, Lee?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We were just talking a minute ago. You're you're in East Nashville. One of my favorite like restaurant bar places in East is Dukes. Do you ever?
1: Oh, you, ever, you know, I've actually never been in Dukes, but <gasps> I need to go in. Duke's. I need I need to go. In, I just think of the mayonnaise when I think of Dukes. Oh, so. <laughs> uh,
0: that's that's true. That's true. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Uh, although I'm I don't know. I grew up on Hellman's. That's like it was like yeah. a mayonnaise battle in the world. We
1: were a blue plate family.
0: Uh, oh, oh, you're like the you're like the Linux of mayonnaise. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't mean to I don't mean to like diss blue plate. I, I just didn't grow up around it. I'm from Louisiana, so I didn't know there was anything yeah. but Hellman's. And I moved out here, and somebody was like Dukes. I was like, Is that a new mayonnaise company? And they're like, No, nah, dude, it's been around forever. I'm like, mm, Not where I'm from. Yeah, uh, yeah. Y- you need to go check out Dukes, though. It's awesome. They got great food, great drinks, a great spot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Uh, but but you're from Georgia, around where I'm from. We have a great mutual yeah. friend uh, named Jonathan who's done a lot for the podcast. He's actually been on an episode as well. Um, and so uh, I'm grateful for the connect.
1: Yeah, love Jonathan. Um, yeah, I'm from Northeast Georgia, outside of Atlanta, and born and raised. And nice.
0: four years ago,
1: moved moved to Nashville for a job. So I... Great time to move right before a pandemic. But yeah. <laughs> um I've stayed up here. It's
0: great. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess being a graphic designer, you can you can work from home cuz you 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 yeah. Are you still in that job?
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah. We're we're hybrid, so we go into the office a couple times a week, but um I yeah, that totally transitioned us to a part-time, you know, working from home situation. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you're at, at HarperCollins, right? Yeah, Publishing. HarperCollins
1: Publishing. So um
0: Nice. That's a big we're, deal. That's a big company.
1: It's a huge company, and it's a subsidiary of an even bigger company. Oh wow! So it's yeah, it's a News Corp company. So I went from working at a really small studio in Atlanta to just this giant conglomerate <laughs> kind of situation with with benefits, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's how you know you've made it as a creative. Yeah, I got health I insurance,
1: four
0: hundred and one k. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Were you were you always into graphic design or was that something you just kind of fell into or w- did it start with like playing with construction paper as a kid? Like, oh my gosh. Like?
1: When I was a kid, I I loved Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I won't always... tell anyone.
0: Yeah, right? That, and that's still what you design in right now.
1: <laughs> I still use it. No, don't yeah. tell anybody else no. over here. The, all the all the book covers are getting printed at, you know, 10 DPI. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I, I just loved it and I I always thought, like, how cool would it be to merge my love of art with computers? Yeah, you know, of course, when I'm, you're a kid, like I, I'm a millennial, so I knew, you know, we had a computer, but it wasn't like it is now. And I had a teacher in high school. I would, I was designing up all of these reports for my business law class, and had a teacher <laughs> for that class say, you know, like there's this thing called graphic design. <laughs> so, she introduced me to the concept of it in high school, and I just was like, that's exactly what I want to do. I had no idea. I thought I was going to be an architect or something. Yeah. But um, that was uh, more, more up my alley for sure. Um, but I started designing in PowerPoint, like Microsoft PowerPoint. Oh, wow. Like actual, like so many layers of design. Uh, gradients recreating Apple ads. Like, oh, nice. I, I don't know if you remember those, uh, the iPod ads with the silhouettes with like oh, the dancing yeah, yeah. people. I fully recreated those in PowerPoint somehow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That, do you still have uh, them? I think I do on my Facebook somewhere, is in a you, deep archive. Dark, I've far, always far thought far
0: away. I was on your website <laughs> earlier, uh, and if you're listening, you want to check out Tiffany's work, TiffanyForster.com. I'll link it up in the show notes and all that. But uh, I was checking out your site earlier, and I always thought it would be cool if designers and musicians and people like on their website would put like their first work. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, show show where you came from a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody shows their best. Like, show yeah. a little bit of where you came from. I just think that would be fun. <laughs>
1: Man, I wish I could find some of those old. Like, my, the actual Microsoft Paint files, that would be really fun. If you could open them. Yeah, I don't know that I could even do that. But, um, uh, I, yeah, that was that was a fun time. Also, I had um, a youth pastor that, uh, I you know, grew up in the church, but I had a youth pastor that was trying to teach me, you know, graphic design and Corel and stuff like that. So, I did end up Corel. getting, I got more legit as, as time went on. <laughs>
0: yeah I I had I had one I can't remember uh oh my gosh I bought it at like Office Depot you know but it was like a step up from like whatever I had and then and then you know I guess at some point you moved into like Adobe yes yeah yeah and made the move to Mac are you on Mac or you on Windows because I know there's like a battle among graphic designers when I got my
1: yeah like when I got my laptop to go to college I was insistent I'm getting a Mac, and I've never turned back. Okay. I wouldn't even consider a Windows computer at this point. I mean, I'm sure they're great. but
0: <laughs> I know a lot of animators who are on Windows yeah, machines now.
1: The cheaper power. I mean, it's to the point where I had to use uh, just a Windows computer with a normal keyboard, like the clackety-clack keyboard. Oh, yeah. And like I couldn't function with it. <laughs> I was like, okay, I had to stare at it and look at what I was doing. Yeah. I'm so uh, Mac forward, but over here.
0: If I had to uh, get off my Mac keyboard, like, because you don't have to lift your finger very much. If I had to go to one of those big, cla- I feel like I'd pull like a finger <laughs> muscle trying to, yes. like you know, having to get on top of that thing. It's just they're so <laughs> well, the, different.
1: The keys are in different spots too. I don't know. Oh yeah. But yeah, I know there's some people in animation I know who intentionally they have a Mac, but they get these like cool light up keyboards that you know make the tactile sounds and stuff. Um, and that's cool for them, but I I uh, couldn't yeah. do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. Do you uh do you remember the first time anybody ever paid you for your work? Like that you felt like, oh my gosh, I'm doing a gig like for money. I'm making money doing this thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, my mom was a real estate agent right before the bubble oh, cool.
0: burst. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, um,
1: <laughs> but the her her broker hired me to do a logo for a, a housing um neighborhood. Uh that never got built, but it uh, I did get paid for it. and that was done um in Carell. nice. Um, yeah, Hawthorne, something in uh, Gainesville, Georgia. I don't think it exists. Um but yeah, it was I felt like I think I made two hundred dollars, and I thought, man, I can't believe this lady's paying me all of this money. yeah, <laughs> you know? were, were you but, nervous? Were you nervous? I was so. Overconfident at Uh, that point. The
0: opposite. The opposite. I was
1: like, you should listen to me. I know exactly what you need.
0: (laughs) How how old were you? How old were you?
1: I think I was, I mean, I was probably like 19 or something. Okay. So I was maybe just out of high school. Um, Yeah, like first couple years of college. And just, I thought I knew what I was doing. Did I, I did to a certain point, and that got me far enough, but...
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you ever feel like you ran into, like, you got your rear end handed to you? Like, you thought you... Like, was there a point where, like, you didn't oh, you didn't know?
1: Well, even within, within that project, I think the same person tried... She tried to hire me to do, like, an elevation drawing. And uh, I was like, oh, that was the first time I realized, like, within graphic design and even just, like, art and illustration in general... There are just different things that you might be better at. And just mm. to, to know what, when to say no, because I, I was just trying to say yes to anything, and I realized, oh, I actually can't do this in a way that I'm happy with. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was hard. And also... Like, early on, I think I was hired for, like, some web design stuff that I was way underqualified for <laughs> and had to yeah. end up passing on.
0: How'd you, um, how'd you end up processing that? I'm just always interested. Because I think every creative person hits that thing yeah. where, like, you get into something and then you're like, oh, snap. I either have to, like, figure this out or I have to admit, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what was your experience I mean, that? I,
1: I think I probably didn't handle it. I probably handled it pretty immaturely at the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Cause I just was thinking I can figure this out. I can figure this out, and you know, just had to go back to them and say, actually, I, I think this other person. Like I think I would always try to refer to someone else that I knew maybe could do it. Yeah, probably a Jonathan or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that I knew. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's interesting to think about and reprocess. Cause now, I mean, I would just from the bat know what my capabilities are. Um, I mean, aside from scheduling, I think sometimes I like to take on more than what my schedule should really take on. Sure, but it's not an ability thing. Yeah, yeah. And in those cases, I just end up pushing myself too far and stretching myself thin. So, I pay for it myself later instead of making the person trying to hire me (laughs) pay for it.
0: (laughs) I always wonder what that is, like when we're younger and we just take something on, like I guess thinking we'll figure it out. I did the same thing, like recording music early on. And I don't know what that is now. I I don't know if it's just, you get more secure with yourself as you get old, or you actually, you know, you, as you get older, you, you actually learn how to do more or you're just willing to say like, eh, it's not what I do.
1: You know, I I don't know what that is. Well, cause there's, it's like a give and take. And you kind of, are it's nice to do these things that you're not sure you can do because then if you learn that you can do it, then yeah. you're that's great, but like that hunger for, uh, you know, hunger for more business and and making a little extra money, because you're broke. You know that yeah. sometimes, <laughs> you know, overrides other common sense things. So
0: <laughs> totally, those lessons yeah. are just not. I don't know. You got to learn them. Uh, yeah, and still, still learn them. I guess today sometimes, but maybe, maybe in a different way. Uh, yeah. Somebody asked me last week if I, uh, if I minded like getting older, like I'm, I'm about to be 45 and uh, you know, working in music and creative consulting and all that. And, and I was like, you know what? I don't mind it at all because if I was 20, I don't really think I had done anything at that age. And now I've like done some stuff and I don't want to go back to not having done some stuff.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. And learn these lessons, you know, that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting now, I don't know if it's the same for you, but like when I'm hiring other people for jobs, you know, I I really want them to be transparent with me on mm-hmm. what their capabilities are and if they done if they've done something like this before or is this really gonna stretch them and if they tell me, actually I can't do a hundred illustrations for you by May 5th, but you know, I really want to do this project, I can work with them and and help them and be able to support them in that way and yeah. not make... I mean, because I'm also hiring creative people. I'm a creative, but I'm also hiring other creative people. So, I understand what that's like to want to take on a job when, yeah. that you're maybe not qualified for yeah. <laughs> or that you're going to stretch yourself for. Um, but, you know, I think... Not to totally derail the conversation with something else. I had a project recently, though, that it was um, a higher profile author project with a lot of pieces of artwork. And had an illustrator, you know, working on it. And um, I think the pressure got to her a lot. Yeah. And so, we had to really work out scheduling. And um, all it took was me calling her. And just sitting down and like, hey, well, let's just make a plan. Like, you don't have to take it, you know, take all this whole project at once. Let's do one little piece at a time yeah. and, you know, work it out. And because some people just get caught up in losing the confidence um, because they get caught up in the pressure of things. And, you know, it's really more about, well, what is step one? And then what is step two?
0: Yeah. Yeah, honestly, that's a lot of what I do in creative coaching is helping people take big projects apart into bite-sized chunks, yes. and then just creating like something you can do every day. And before you know it, you're like, "Oh, I'm two months into this, and I'm almost finished." And I thought this was going to take me six months, or that sort of thing. Uh, right. I was going to ask you something in regard to what you were talking about. Are there are there characteristics that you look for like when you're hiring? Because you you may you may consider yourself a creative leader. You may not, but if you're hiring people and you have contractors working with you for you, uh, to some degree, like you're leading creative people, hiring creative people. Are there things that you look for in creative people that you you're, you know, you got a choice mm-hmm. between three or four people. What are those characteristics that make people stand out where you go, Oh, I want, I want to pick them for this project.
1: Um, for me, I think the types of projects that I'm hiring people for, being for you know real book projects that will be actually printed and in, in the yeah. real world.
0: Yeah, big publishing. Um, I things.
1: I I tend to look for people who have experience.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, you know, if someone has the right look, but maybe they only have ten pieces of artwork on their website that, you know, I they I know that they could do it, but I'm like, do I really have the confidence? Of contracting this person for this larger project, I might hire them first for a smaller project, yeah, and then, um, you know, then find the bigger project later on once they, I've, it's proven that they can work with us. But yeah, it's for me, it's the knowing they can handle a big project because project management is is the hardest part of my personal job and the the jobs of the people that I hire because we don't have. You know, I'm assuming that my, you know, designers or illustrators that I hire don't have their own project manager assistant. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sometimes they do. Sometimes they have an agent that really helps. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's the experience and the, um, and just from the art perspective, I like to see things that make me know that they've are thinking about a concept that, you know, have some depth to it, that, you know, it's not just abstract and illustrative with color, uh, you know, like, it's not just an aesthetic thing, but it's a, oh, this is meaning something that is communicating something. Um, Because I, I we can make things look cool, but we need to have an idea behind it, Um, or for it to be really clear, like, for the action to be really clear.
0: Yeah, for something to have intention, meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you What would you tell somebody who maybe is up and you go? Ah, I want to hire you, but like you just don't have enough experience. Like, what would you tell them to do to go get that experience?
1: I, personal projects, I think, is number mm-hmm. one. It's like if and I want to like if you if you want to do like if you want to work with me, for example, and do book covers, make a bunch of book covers. Find you know. Seeing what would you do for some classic books, you know, doing your own little projects like I love seeing that. That's really good. And then yeah, and then seeking out you know smaller freelance clients. There's lots of people trying to self-publish, doing things for free for friends. Um, I mean, if I if I post ever posted that, hey, I want to give someone some free work. I'm sure I would get like a hundred, you know, emails about it, which is yeah. like, actually, yeah, I need a logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know, asking your friends and family to, like, seriously, personal work. It Though you might think it's just like bulking up your portfolio. I mean, it it's really just practice and...
0: Yeah, it, reps.
1: Yeah, reps. It's like an exercise that you can do. I mean, I, I wish I had more time to do personal work myself mm-hmm. just so that I could have that way to express, you know, different avenues that I don't get to express in my, in my career. But, I mean, I do other things to get my creativity out, but, um, if you, yeah, and, or in volunteering too, I think mm-hmm. one thing coming up that I was really lucky to be able to do was donate my time, you know, to my church or nonprofits. um. And it gives you an experience because they are a real client, and you are getting real feedback. Mm. And um, from there, you you can you know how it is to work with a person, and yeah. so it's a personal project in a way, but it's still you're getting to collaborate with others too. So yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Um, were you were there? People like early on too when you were when you were you know, building up your own experience yourself. Were there other artists like graphic designers and people like that that inspired you like early on?
1: Um, really early on, I um <laughs> I really loved this magazine called Pace Magazine.
0: Oh yeah. I love um, Pace, yeah.
1: And I ended up um they were out of Atlanta. I didn't know that until I was in college, and I had a professor who connected me up with with them through via, like, a graphic design field trip, we went and visited them. And oh. I ended up in, interning for them. Oh, wow. Um, the agency that did the design. And then as soon as I started, the internship paste folded. <laughs> you know, that was oh. when the original magazine stopped. So, um, but that, I think that professor kind of knowing that was really pivotal to get connected to them. I ended up work that was MetaLeap Creative. I worked with them for about eight years, um, before I came up to HarperCollins, so
0: um, I'm looking uh, something up uh, right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, because I think paste because they they stayed around. They didn't they didn't fold. Yes,
1: they and stayed it, around. Um, the print magazine went away for a while. Then a few years ago, uh, I was at MetaLeap when we designed the quarterly. A larger format magazine yeah so i was like it kind of did come back around full circle for me to be able to work on that i was i've always been inspired by magazine design
0: oh that's um, cool
1: so that's something that at metal leap i was able to work on aside from paste um there were just other magazines we ended up working on so things like the new york times uh, magazine oh, wow. that comes like I think like once a month in the Sunday paper mm-hmm. um, I've always been inspired by the, their design in there it's really pushing it's really pushing uh, design in a way that I think other magazines don't get to do because it is um, more frequently put out
0: Yeah.
1: but um, they I, I still have stacks and stacks of that over in my bookshelf um, just from, from years and um. I also, uh, there was this. I don't remember his name. There's. I mean, across the years, there's been so many graphic designers that I would. I'll get obsessed with someone's work and really follow them closely, and then <laughs> let it fall off. Uh, yeah, right yeah. now, I'm really into uh, Annie Adkins. She's a graphic designer that does uh, movie prop design, oh, wow. um, and I have her book. It's really cool. Um. I, I won't show it on camera here, but yeah. trust—it's a good—it's a good, good buy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's she basically considers herself a forger, like she's recreating these like old documents oh, and wow. like letterheads for. She works uh, on a lot of the Wes Anderson movies, oh, so man. anytime there's like a little paper prop that Brilliant. is designed to the gods, it's her oh, or her cool. team. Um, so I love that, and I love how authentic. Uh, Authentically old, some of that stuff feels. I mean, I don't know that it's her work necessarily translates into what I'm doing, but um, I'm a huge movie fan, so I always look out for the design when it pops up. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to think of other folks coming up. Um, Oh, Bon Appetit magazine is another one that I think, you know, some of the best photography out there amazing design and um I mean it's also food so there's like yeah. <laughs> like it's delicious to look at too. Yeah
0: yeah um I'm in that, already. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm gonna subscribe right now.
1: Yes. I think uh, I was like I was like a weird kid too like in middle school Reading like Architecture Digest, like I, I don't know, like I would we would go that's to awesome. Barnes and Noble or Borders, mm-hmm. and I would be like, can I get this Architecture Digest?
0: Yeah, magazine? that's awesome though.
1: And I was like, I knew about subway tile like way before it became. Oh yeah, <laughs> a trend.
0: Yeah, you're way ahead.
1: <laughs> I was way ahead of that trend. I, yeah. I remember a
0: magazine somebody gave me. I think it was called Kinfolk maybe yeah yeah that was like i remember going this is just unbelievable it was like this really nice matte paper and it was just i don't know i just liked i don't yeah. even remember what the magazine was about i just remember yeah. that it looked amazing
1: that was yeah that was one of those one of those things that came out in the Kind of like that folk revival movement. Like you had like mm-hmm. Mumford and Sons was playing. Oh yeah. Stop Ken folk magazine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like everyone was eating on like long tables outside with the yeah. candlelight. Like <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> But it was, you know, the this like vintage revival time. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Ken Folk magazine yeah. was really cool. And they inspired a lot of other yeah um, aesthetic um movements just from that. I mean I still, if I see a kinfolk now, they, they've they kind of over the years stayed relevant in a way. Mm-hmm. Like their photography is less, uh, less folky now, more, more elevated. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful magazine. I have their cookbooks and stuff too.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. I was actually, what I was looking up a second ago, I, it, I don't think it was paste. Some, one of those magazines, it was like a, a paste, stereo gum, like that, that level of like music. Um, yeah. Med- media just got bought by GQ and I can't remember who oh. it was. And everybody was like mourning the loss of like a I, I, gosh, I, wow. I'll, I'll find it later or something. But um, yeah. And I, I was, I'm interested to know because you've worked like it seems like in more of like the indie realm being at Pace and now HarperCollins, like this massive publishing thing. Are the rules really different? Like between, like, kind of the indie thing and more of like the corporate level design. Yeah. Yeah. Design. So,
1: well, and I would say, like, I was at Metal Leap who, who did the design for Paste. So, okay. but that's where they really came from was that, okay. like, indie world. But yeah, the, the small studio and versus the corporate, it's the culture. It, I mean, obviously, culturally, it's going to be totally different because of the, um, because of the size, but I think that the standard, I think that the standard for creativity was a lot different because the expectation at a small studio is they were coming to you for something really different and really bespoke. And in the corporate world, it's a little bit more based on market trends and what's going to sell. Mm -hmm. Um, There's still a lot of creativity involved there that you can achieve, but it's way less, I would almost say way less detail-oriented in a way. You know, I could spend weeks and hours and hours and hours on one thing Uh, when I was at a small studio that I have maybe hours to work on the same type of thing, you know, oh, in the corporate wow. job where it's like, I would have loved to spend like eight more hours just thinking about this thing. But yeah. I don't have the luxury of time because of so many other spokes in the wheel that yeah. also need to see the thing and review it and um, also just other things I need to work on. And that's <laughs> so an inter- volume that is up, different.
0: Yeah, that brings up an interesting question, too. Uh, how do you how do you do that as a creative person? Mm -hmm. Like you wanting to put like your whole self into a piece of something, but you have hours and you wish you had days to just come up with an idea. Do you just go, well, it's just work. Or do you like have a way that you process it? Or does it just like belabor you? And you're like, oh, this kills me because I want to put my heart and soul into like everything, you know?
1: (laughs) The last one, usually. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, there. The longer I'm here, the more I think I'm accepting of the fact that I'm a member of a big team. Mm-hmm. You know, I I may be directing the art on something, but there are a whole lot of other components of a product that I don't control. Even there are some books that I touch only the cover, and I don't even look at the. I don't even get to see the inside of it.
0: Oh, that's wild. Whereas
1: it's still, it's still one product that should be, you know, that that everything should be married together. But you know, I don't have that control. I and I can't have that control in, yeah, in a lot yeah. of instances. So it's that just um what's that phrase like accept the things that you cannot change? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> <Yeah>. serenity
0: prayer <laughs> serenity over prayer. your graphic design.
1: Serenity now. <laughs> yeah. Or um, <laughs> Yeah, I do have a rage playlist. Sometimes yeah on. <laughs> what's
0: on there? What's on the rage playlist? Oh, Who's on there? Oh
1: my gosh. Um well, there's I, th- randomly there's this like MGMT song oh. that uh, I probably shouldn't repeat the lyrics of. <laughs> um, oh, I can't find. It. I gotta get my. I'd have to pull up my Spotify. I'm trying to get it up. Um, um, I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna yeah, really, you should. I'm, t- I'm, I'm gonna be. It's
0: gonna be awesome. If there's like some Slayer and like some well, kill Switch.
1: So it's like rage in a like girl rage. Okay. <laughs>
0: I don't even know what that means, but I'm guessing it's different than Boy Rage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like
1: my own brand of rage.
0: Okay, okay. Mine would be oh. like Rage Against the Machine and you know. Yeah,
1: no, my the like title the title of my playlist is Thinly Thinly Veiled Rage. Oh. So <laughs> um, oh. No there so there's uh do you know the band One Hundred Gex? No. Um it's it's oh, they're just so it's it's like if you took the band like Sleigh Bells from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Sleigh and, Bells. And you just like put it in an algorithm with all of the like two thousands pop punk and okay. like, then not all of that. Not I don't know. All right. It's just it's just really fun. But um, there's a song called Dumbest Girl Alive. <laughs> it's just <you> know, <laughs> I it's just a fun one. That's um, awesome. The Smiths,
0: Heaven Knows, I'm oh, yeah. miserable yes. now. Yes. Um, <laughs> Some good old goth rock uh, in there.
1: There's a song called uh, "Quit Fing Around" by Francis of Delirium.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. When you die, MGMT.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's dark in there when Tiffany's it, upset. It's a little
1: dark. Yeah, but you know, but it's it's got it's subtle in a way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I respect that um, so much. Yeah. that's yeah, awesome. I, to be clear,
1: I'm not mad at anyone that I work with. I no, just, no, 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 some, no. Sometimes no. when you get frustrated, it's just like, let me just take it out.
0: Hey, if you send me that, list. if you send me that link, I will put that link okay. in the show notes. If you send me that.
1: I, I will send you this link. It might be private. I'll in private it.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It would be awesome. I, I think maybe people listening to go, Oh, I want to get in on that. Uh, uh, I would love to hear um, your creative process or what you maybe can share. Cause I know everything's different. Yeah. But yeah. like you get a piece of work. Uh, somebody calls you says, Hey, I want you to do this book cover. Yeah. Like Yeah. What kind of information are you going to ask for? And then do you start with typeface? Do you start with color? Do you start with yeah. like some, like an image? Do you, you know, make a folder of images based on what they want? Like, how does this, how does that work for you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, it really depends on, I mean, I know everybody knows this, but it's like, it depends on the type of, type of project, the type of sure. book, the, or even if I'm doing something for, for like on the freelance end,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: but we I do have like a list of questions that I'll ask an author or or the editor whoever is sort of the point person, and it's just you know I want to know about their audience like if they already have um, an audience of followers like what what is that made up of like who who is going to be reading this book what you know what are what's the book about I mean it's funny like. Sometimes we have to start something so early before anything's written
0: oh wow. and
1: um, you know later we'll get to know more and make sure everything's you know aligned but um like what's the core message and um i I also like to ask if people if there's any like books out there or artists out there that the, the author really loves and like resonates with yeah. Cause, I mean i I think it's nice to cater to an author's like personal aesthetic if they have one. Um, Also, I really like working with authors who have brands. Like, I've worked on um, a few books for Sadie Robertson Huff, and she has, um, you know, she has a whole brand behind her of, you know, she's done conferences, and she has her own podcast. And so, when, when it's someone like that, I like to dig in and, like, really go and research all of their latest stuff all the colors are using and that almost makes it a little bit more streamlined of a process too because you're kind of in a way like limiting yourself rather than if it's someone totally new then the sky's the limit um also market research Mm. um that's just something that I have to do anyways and I see like what books are selling right now is there a visual trend that we need to follow or is it is there something that we need to do to make sure we stand out? Yeah. Um, and you know, and just in general, like I always am I'm a Pinterest user and I will I'll start like a secret little Pinterest board and then make mood boards and I'm a big mood board believer. So I think yeah. once you start like visually piecing things together, that's when things start kind of coming alive. Yeah. Um for me and um like even if like even if it's I'm just doing it for myself. Like if I'm if I'm the cover designer on it, I'm not you know working with anyone else. I still like to do that for my own, for my own uh, like uh, path alignment, just to make sure that I'm you know f- fully thought out the aesthetic of everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it, and that's the point too, where you decide: does this need a photo? Does this need an illustration? Because you kind of have a blank page to start with. Yeah. Um, also, I work on some kids' books, too, and it's like, well, who, who, what kind of artist would make sense? Like, does it need to be someone that's really expressive because the character is doing something really zany? Like, we need mm. to capture the action. Or is this uh, more of a graphic novel feel? Like, do we need to find someone who can do caricature and do black yeah. and white line drawings? And, you know, and then it's the okay, who's available in the amount of time and the budget yeah, yeah. that <laughs> <Yeah>. we have? <laughs> you know, it gets, so there's this, like, I think my process has a range of just, like, really practical steps that I have to follow for, to be able to sell my creative work. You know? Yeah. Like, being able to have that market research allows me to go to the publisher with some, like, solid reasoning behind, like, why I want something to look a certain way. Yeah, um, Even if you know i could just express like i've seen that this is a trend if i can actually prove that it is a trend that is is a little bit more of a of a case it's almost yeah. like doing re- like a just keeping the research up to date in that way yeah um but then sometimes there are projects where it's like i know what this needs i'm going to shoot from the hip and i'm just going to do something and see if it lands and sometimes that totally works out and that's great sometimes yeah. it doesn't you know, and you have to go back to the, you know, the normal process of things. Um, but That's yeah, I, it really just depends, depends on the project there.
0: Is there anything <laughs> in you, because I, I think no matter what you do, like I'm in music stuff, you're in graphic stuff, you're in video or, you know, whatever, whatever you do, uh, how do you reconcile like the indie, you know, girl in you, like that worked at Pace Magazine with the corporate side of things where you know maybe you have to make a sacrifice for the sake of the marketplace, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like the age old punk rock sort of dilemma, you know, as a creative person, like how do you reconcile that?
1: I mean, it is a struggle. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know that I have totally reconciled it because I think that the way that I, maybe it comes from the way that I was raised. I, I want to work hard so that I can, like succeed mm-hmm. and make the money that I need to make and you know if, if there's a job to be done I want to do it correctly and the way like and what it needs to be so um, while I'm I do my little rebellions you know yeah, yeah. In, the, in the process <laughs> my, you know but I you know I I guess to get kind of deep without I don't want to get in trouble for work I do work for a large corporation That um, has has had its different controversies, too. So, you know, kind of, I just kind of boil it down of, like, this is my team. Sure. And, you know, I work with this small art team within this smaller division. And it's like, we know what we're about and what we're trying to achieve and do. And um, maybe that's a little delusional in a way. But, yeah, I mean, I... I, when I think about how how big it can be, or how many copies of something have sold, sometimes that gets overwhelming. So I, I think the um, yeah, maybe that's not the healthy answer. But no, I, just no, I think that's really <laughs> mature.
0: No, 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 I think that's yeah. really mature. Sometimes you have to compartmentalize a little bit and just go. You know what? Sometimes yeah. there's a lot of you can't hold one arena of your work hostage to gratifying everything artistically in you. You know, yeah. And sometimes it's just. Sometimes it's just work. Sometimes it's just work for hire. And sometimes you get to like really infuse something emotional and stuff in it. And sometimes it's just a piece for the sake of communicating something really plain. And that's okay too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, for a long time, especially when I was at the smaller studio, I, and even here for a little while, like I really wanted my work to be a creative outlet. And I mean, I'm lucky enough that oftentimes it, it is sometimes. Yeah um but when i kind of i think covid um happening and us all working from home i you know i lived and breathed and ate my job mm. at home and it it burnt me out and I, I just decided like i i've got to like lift myself out of that in a way and have some kind of creative thing happening or you know some kind of focus that i can i can move to after 5 o'clock every day. Um, even if it's, like like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge movie person. Like, even if it's the, let's get out of the house, go watch a movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, um, like, recently, last year, I started doing pottery again. Nice. Like, that's not, you know, I'd love to have graphic design, like, something graphic design oriented. That was my, you know, creative project. But in this season, like, I I can't i can't do that i've yeah. got to get off the computer <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah i um yeah it's not it can't be it can't be the creative outlet it has to be the job right now
0: so yeah well i'm sure there are seasons for that too mm-hmm. um uh one graphic designer um, well, I say graphic designer, just designer artist in particular that I love. His name's Stanley Donwood. Do you know? Do you know this name? I don't. I'll okay. tell
1: Stanley Donwood. Okay. Yeah,
0: he's he's uh, he was uh, college roommates with Tom York from Radiohead, and he's done okay. all the Radiohead work. And so every Uh, cover and all that sort of stuff, but his, his, uh, style is just super unique and I'm not a visual artist of any kind, but I appreciate it so much and read about it. And, you know, have my favorites and all that sort of stuff from the past, but he's a, he's a modern artist. I have a couple of prints that I bought a while back, um, from him when they were slightly cheaper than they are now. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, you should check him out for sure. Uh, yeah, I love his work. It's it's obvi- it's obviously unique. If you've seen any other Radiohead record covers, you'll you'll have a sense of what it is. But but he's yeah. su- he's super cool. So you should check him out for sure.
1: Yeah, I will. I um I know that I, you you didn't ask the question, but I know there was a question on the list about um you know music that really impacted you yeah, early yeah. on. And I, for me, the Radiohead and Rainbows mm-hmm. album. I mean, I loved. I loved the album. It really changed the way that... I think that was the beginning of my indie music journey in in some ways. I had already been in... like I had started it a little bit, but that just was like... It sounded so experimental, and Mm. it really opened my mind to that. But their visual album experience... With that album, um, it was, I remember you could pay what you wanted.
0: Yep. And um, I paid
1: what I wanted, which was probably zero. Zero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And that was that was such a cool, like, uh, merging music and visual um, experience. I mean, I think about that, pro- that's like my Roman Empire, maybe. Yeah. Like, one yeah. once a month, I <laughs> thinking about that yeah. album. I'm like, I don't even know if the website's still up, but that was such a cool thing um, it is So, yeah, I guess I'm familiar with his work, but without realizing it there, who it was.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, this has been yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the time <laughs> so much. It's super insightful, I think, not only for graphic designers or people who want to get into being a visual artist of some kind, but just the process of being a creative and working at, at a at a firm or working for a publisher, same time doing freelance stuff and just getting a peek inside your process and all that sort of stuff. So I appreciate it so mm-hmm. much, Tiffany.
1: Yeah, thank you. I mean, I hope I said something somewhat helpful for someone. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm just grateful for the time.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me.
0: You got it. Thanks for being on the show. What a great chat. always love it when they fly by. A lot of laughing, a lot of hanging out. Uh, we chatted a little bit afterwards too, about all the cool places to eat in East Nashville. Uh, but you'll have to DM me or something for me to send you my recommendations on where to eat in East Nashville. So, uh, but there's a lot of good places. Trust me. Uh, you guys make sure you follow Tiffany at Tiffany GF on social media. It's there in the show notes and check out Tiffanyforster.com. Check out some of her work as well. Uh, what a great chat. Oh, and, and, and I, I, I do have the link to uh, Tiffany's thinly veiled rage playlist. So you can check out uh, how she, how she deals with her, her graphic design rage and what songs, you know, she's about uh, and all that sort of stuff. So go check that out. It's a Spotify link. So if you're an Apple music user like myself, you know, you'll just have to go look it up and make your own, Tiffany's thinly veiled Bridge playlist and Apple Music, I guess, or something. So, anyway, thanks for joining us today. Make sure you follow at MyFi Podcast everywhere. You can follow me as well at Lee T Baker. Go sign up for the MyFi Monday newsletter. You can find those links uh, in on our social profiles as well. So, a weekly newsletter that I do for creatives and creative leaders. And uh, yeah, till next time. You guys have a good one.